Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. What is up, y'all? What is up? This is Jose. Welcome to the Get Geek Podcast. How's it going, y'all? I am joined today by the crew. I'm joined by Wolfie and joined by Walt. Say hello, gentlemen. What up? What's up, y'all? And as always, we got another fun podcast for y'all today. But first, uh, quick plugs. As usual, as you all know, the best way to support your favorite podcast crews is to like, rate, share, and subscribe basically just about everywhere that you can actually give some feedback on the podcast, but especially on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate any ratings, reviews, and hit us up uh, if you have any feedback about the show or anything that you would like for us to talk about. We always welcome that kind of stuff. Please like, rate, share, and subscribe to all of our cool stuff. Um, And yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. How y'all doing this morning, gentlemen? We're recording a little bit earlier today, so there might be some caffeine, extra caffeine in the mix. Doing all right. I'm mesmerized by uh, your mic, Walt. Oh, what was that? The, the glowing that, mic? Your microphone, it's mesmerizing me this morning with all it its is. Uh, gradient fluidity of colors. It is the HyperX Quadcast Pro, so... Plug, plug, um, plug, plug. How, how, very, do you, how do you like it? How do you like it compared to the uh, Yeti? I, I like it a lot. I mean, you know, just just the way the form factor is, is is pretty good. And you guys can attest to whether the microphone quality is good or not. Yeah, it's but, it, it's got the boom. It's got good sound quality to it. I'm yeah, I was sure. going to say, like, it, it sounds really, really good. And you don't have, like, a pop filter or anything, you know, in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um Everything's Can you there. Raise it up. I want to see the base. So see the, the base, base is pretty cool, and so the gain is at the very bottom. Mm. So you, it's like a like a dial and stuff. The dial, yeah. And then um, like right the- over here is where you have your your different modes. It has four modes, just like the Yeti. Um, and of course, it uses USB C. That comes through here, and it has this nice little thing. And you can set this up on a boom mic, also a boom. Yeah, arm. that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, like it looks like it's already ready to go on a boom arm. Uh, yeah. How much did that run you? Um. Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember. Hold on a second. I'll find out. For I you. think it might be time to start looking for upgrades. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it, I, it was hard to find, believe it or not, because I went to a, a bunch of Best Buys. Uh, to try and see if I could find it, and it was it was sold out in a lot of places. I looked out finding one in Brooklyn. Um, this bad boy set me back. Drum roll, please. Sorry, sorry. Should have been more ready. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got to take a breath before and to continue that drum roll. Yeah, that, that mic looks like kind of like a lava lamp. 
So it's it's kind of like entertaining to record and just watch like his video feed. RGB yeah. lights is the new lava lamp. Yeah, RGB lights is the new lava lamp. Yeah. My 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 uh my desk pad is a uh, line with uh I guess you know an LED light inside of it. Really? And it's just That's RGB cool. all day. Yeah. That yeah. is dope. It's like getting like, a good keyboard. This bad boy. This bad boy sent me back a buck fifty. That's not so. bad. That wasn't you know, much more about the, than it's like, about the price of the Yeti. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, the 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 mute button is right here, right on top. All I got to do is just press down. Interesting. So very hmm. interesting. It's a it's a pretty good mic. It's a pretty good mic, and I, I've been using it lately on um, frame rate DLC for the uh, the gaming videos that we have over there. So yes, indeed. You know, so it works Not out so pretty shameless good. plug. Hell there yeah. you go. There you go. Heck yeah, dude. Go on to Frame Rate DLC on YouTube for all your gaming needs. Yeah, if y'all want to watch some some quality streamers, check out Frame Rate and and see a bunch of Elden Ring and and many other games being played. Uh, yeah, I mean I, with Street Fighter Six coming out, hopefully I'll be able to jump on there and start uh, streaming live on there too, so you guys can see me getting my butt whooped. There you go. Um, there you go. I thought you were gonna hopefully brag. High fashion. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I don't know, man. Like, yo, I'm gonna I don't know, man. Butt. Like, I'm, 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 I'm decent in Street Fighter, but you know, there are, there are, there are people in the fighting game community that are magicians i mean but that that new street fighter looks looks way different from from the way it normally is because like you actually can move around and stuff it has like like it always had story but the story was kind of contained this one you have freedom of movement in this like city or whatever right well yeah so that's the thing that's that's what's cool about the new street fighter is that it's going to uh introduce an actual open world element that is going to kind of allow the casual players that have always wanted to get into Street Fighter have something other than go online and just get your butt whooped all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so, like, I'm really, really interested in that. Um, I'm not too... I mean, it, it's it's a little bit weird, right? Because it kind of makes the story about now about, you know, your created character versus the story of, like, the uh, mainstays, you know, Ryu and That's Ken and Lee and stuff. So... Um, <clears throat> these characters it seems like is are now sort of just uh supporting characters now which is cool uh to a certain extent you know i do love the street fighter lore when it's done well so um, you know what the we'll you know what the game you know what the game feels like it feels like a little bit like dragon ball xenoverse mm. where, where that's what some people have compared it to yeah so yeah far. that's what yeah. it feels like so far i mean we haven't played it obviously and we've only seen limited clips but you know, it just gives me that Xenoverse vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like with the open world and kind of inserting yourself into the Dragon Ball Z uh, storyline, but Xenoverse like was basically like, hey, this is what would happen if you were in the storyline. And it would still be the same story, just a little different because you're yeah. somehow in it. Right. And I think yeah. that, that didn't like that didn't go well, if I'm not mistaken. I think if you wanted to do the the true Dragon Ball thing, you would have to jump onto Dragon Ball Kakarot. Yeah. Because Kakarot mm-hmm. was more, you know, um it was more beholden to the story. You know, Xenoverse and Xenoverse two was kinda like you in the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah, you know. Right. Kind of like how cool is the character you can create. That kind of like exactly. 
That begs a question for me also, because if you're creating a character in Street Fighter, are you creating movesets and stuff like that also? Because that's going to be kind of weird. Right. So I think that like, you know, but the created character, I don't think you can play online like with your created character. This is just a character in the uh, I think it's just in the open world. Um, So I guess there's also that element, too, right? Where in fighting games and in wrestling games, you create a character, but then play against your your friends with that created character. But it's not really fair, you know. If you like, can you know do all these different attributes and you know whatever, it doesn't really balance the game. But this created character mode, it seems like, is just is just going to be in the open world uh, section of the game. That's good. Um, so it doesn't interfere with the, uh, I guess the the fighting the competitive fighting game element of it. Cause I feel like, yeah, like a lot of people will start like creating these broken, like, <laughs> like characters. Dude, I remember, I remember yeah. in, I remember in, uh, I think it was no mercy, like the N64 oh, yeah, or yeah. like, you know, in like the old wrestling games, yeah. I used to create like, like just max all attributes, uh, including size. So like, you'd have like this, like character that was like 10 feet tall <laughs> And like four feet, five feet wide or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I would just give them like, you know, white everything. So like white hair, white beard, a white button down with white slacks and white shoes. And I called them God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was like, all right, of course it would be God if he has max attributes, the most powerful, like, especially he had like the rock bottom and the stunner. <laughs> uh, and when he stepped into the ring, he took up like more than half of the ring just standing there. <laughs> And it's also, also, if I remember correctly, No Mercy, like you couldn't lift up certain sizes of play. That was the one of the ones. Yeah, that, like, like it was like yeah. it was like based on certain weight, you had to like like mash the button in order to get them up. <laughs> so oh, you're like actually like, physically tying your opponent out when you play them. Yeah, they're just mashing yeah, buttons like a maniac. Yeah, you no, know, you would you would love WWE uh, 23, I think it is, or 22. The most recent, because uh, yeah. yeah, because uh, you can download God now. God is a little bit different because he has a glow in the game. Oh gosh! Oh god! <laughs> yes, he does. RGB, RGB. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. And he comes out to some ridiculous. Uh, I, I love the 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 wrestling games just for that. He's wearing know. string lighting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. <laughs> yeah, we Speaking had of we wrestling. Had... It's real funny. DC uh, Daniel Cormier of uh, UFC is oh. uh, going to do a guest referee spot. <laughs> no seriously um yeah he's doing a guest referee spot i don't watch wrestling anymore so i don't even know who the uh the wrestlers or characters no, 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 are yeah um but it is interesting because usually these 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 athletes that cross over as special guest referees end up becoming mm-hmm. like wrestlers mm-hmm. in their own right you know like yeah. ken shamrock famously like he started off as like guest referee and then he became like basically a full-time wwe wrestler yeah They've been like so, kind of each other's minor leagues back and forth a little bit for years, right? Because you got Brock Lesnar. Cormier is getting up there, isn't he? <laughs> well, Cormier is, you know, he's retired and everything. You know, he's yeah. just a sports analyst now. Um, but uh, this is a, this it, is a good cool. way for him to transition yeah. and make some money. You know? I mean, he is a wrestler, so you know, he's like a real life wrestler. So hey, we've seen we've seen wrestlers in WWE. We had Lesnar, we had uh, Kurt yeah. Angle and stuff like that. So he yeah, he yeah. the slide right in. Rousey, you know? Ronda Rousey, right? She was mm-hmm. like in UFC first, then she, she got her still butt is. kicked. 
she's in UFC still or in, in WWE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 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 uh one of the uh the the, the stable female uh stars of WWE. She's back. She 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 went WWE, away because she yeah. started her family and everything. Um, and like I guess now she's back in the WWE. So okay, okay. I, I thought you had said she was in UFC. I was like, since when? Like I thought oh, she no, retired from no, 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 forever no. ago. Like after she lost, yeah, it was basically that was it. She was like, I'm going to go wrestling yeah. instead and make money off of this. And like, yeah, Holly Holm really shook her. <laughs> basically, you know. So. I mean, you know, every 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 you know. The hill, the hill is steep when you're at the top. So, yeah, you, know, you fall hard. Exactly. Yes. Indeed. Anyway, what are you guys up to? What are you guys doing? <sighs> Let's see. Uh, well, I, I, I've been watching something that I know y'all have seen before that you want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I've finished the '97 Berserk anime. Uh, I watched the three Golden Age arc films from 2012. And I started the awful 2016 anime, um, and it is very bad. The animation yes, is. is awful. But yeah, it's terrible. I still I think want it to see a it. Terrible decision. <laughs> it doesn't feel like Berserk, it, it, especially with the, yeah. some of the characters there. That that little fairy and whatnot. I forgot. It, it's Puck. been a while since I've seen that. Puck. Yeah. It's Puck. I mean, I I picked up the first volume of the manga, and I have not read it yet. But I know that. It's weird. I don't know if you guys have have seen or read the manga before. It does not start with the Golden Age arc. It does not start right, with no, any of that stuff in the anime. It starts with Puck, basically. It starts with the aftermath yeah. of the Golden yeah. Age arc. And then I think later at the end of that first volume, it goes back and flashes back to, like you had said, Wolfie, Guts' childhood. Guts being the main character yeah. for those who don't know Berserk. And like the Golden Age arc. Because I, I was actually, you had mentioned that there would be more stuff about his his childhood in the movies, I th- or like maybe I misunderstood, but the movies don't really have much more. It's like it seems no, like no, it's no, no, no. That's what, it's not. It's not. Yeah, no, it's not that it has more. It's just that it, it the movie started um, with a young guts before he met Griffith. And, and, and gone through everything, right? Whereas the, the anime, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, it was a flashback. So, you know, for example, um, spoiler alert for anybody that's listening, uh, in the anime, it already starts with, like, guts, like, you know, like, you know, missing eye, like, messed up, like, arm, and, and all, like, the weapons and stuff like that. So you already know something happened, you know? So when you see the flashbacks and you go through the story, not only do you know that something's going to happen to Guts, you also know that he survives whatever's happening. You know, yeah. when I saw it and I, when I got introduced to it and I saw the the films, you know, I didn't I didn't have any of that information. So I didn't um, I didn't I didn't know how the story was going to end. And, you know, there were points like, for example, in the third film, you know, there were points in that where I was like, you know, like, is he going to get out of this? Like, it doesn't seem like he's going to get out of this. It's over for all of them, basically. Yeah, yeah, it? like, like it was, you know, and, and it's funny because like, like guts, you know, or, or rather berserk is one of those things where like, all right, so like, I'm seeing three movies. The second movie definitely like shows, um, something really crappy is about to happen. Third one shows the crappiness happening, but in my head, I'm like, all right, you know, it's three films, three three acts, and and I'm just I'm waiting in the third film. I'm waiting for like. All right, like hero, let's go save the day. Like, go Super Saiyan or something. Like, 
like and no it just has a really bad a terrible ending and i was just like traumatized because like i'm still waiting for like the happy ending you're waiting for that like shonen moment where they're like love and and friendship like saves well, I, all. i'm just this i'm just like, waiting mm-hmm. for like like some sort of retribution but like this is one of those things where like uh yeah no the the, the good guy does not win <laughs> Not not at all. It seems like Guts yeah. just loses and loses and loses a lot, even though he's like this. Great I guess he needs a lot of guts to keep going through this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like me and Walt remember the introduction that we had to Berserk many, 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 many years ago on PlayStation. No, it was on no, Dreamcast, Dreamcast. Right, we had Dreamcast. to clarify that on Dreamcast, the Berserk Guts Revenge video game. That we played, and I, and I remember characters like Nosferatu Zod, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's that demonic character that him and Griffith fight in the in the Golden Age arc. I remember characters like that from from the game and fighting characters like that. But like, it took what like 20 years for me to finally watch the anime and to start reading the manga, which, as y'all know, yeah. I got that copy here. Uh, rest yeah, in it, peace. It, it's it's Kitar weird Kitar. that way. Yeah, it's, it's weird that way because it's a beautiful book too. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. I've been looking at some of the artwork in here. I think it's huge also. And it's fantastic. Yeah, this is like the deluxe edition. For those of y'all that want to pick it up, you can get this on Amazon for 35 bucks right now, this first volume. They're usually about 45 50 bucks. Yes, sir. Oh, you have your sealed? Yeah, smart man. Yeah, I've had it for a while and I just haven't opened it. Smart man. <laughs> smart man. Yeah, but I guess I'm ready to now. I put it to I put it right on like my uh my little uh, reading stand, <laughs> um, and I'm just looking at it right now because I haven't had time to sit down and read anything. But yeah, my, my reading got, stand like, stack of books. just has books on it too that I have even haven't even touched. Like this, a book that a friend of mine wrote actually uh, called uh, Nerd. My friend Maya Phillips, who's a writer, wrote a book about growing up nerdy, and. Uh, I've started that book and also like an IT project management book and none of them have really been touched. This I just got. So I'm going to jump in on this as quickly as possible. But like, I mean, just to get into it a little bit, like it's, you like start to wonder if something like this is overhyped since, you know, it's been around for however long and I just haven't seen it. And like, yeah, Berserk is freaking incredible from what I've seen so far, even from the limited stuff I've seen in the 97 anime. Um, and it's which one do you prefer? Well, like I, that's 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 like a big a big topic of conversation amongst fans. It's like, okay. do you do you follow ninety seven or do you follow the the Golden Arc movies? I follow both. I follow both, and I'll tell you why. Um, and y'all can tell me what your opinion is on this because when it comes to the first movie versus how that arc is represented in the anime, I think the anime does that better, and. It does that because, in my opinion, because like the anime just has more time to like flesh out certain characters. The most important character that gets fleshed out more in the anime, in my opinion, is Griffith. Because in the first movie, like the moments that you meet Griffith are a little more sparing. And like, how do I put this? Griffith is a, is a scenery chewer, right? Like, if you were an actor, he is. he's a, he would chew the scenery, like. There's in the anime, there's just moments where he just like has a look for like a few lingering seconds, something that makes like gives you more insight into the character or like mm-hmm. he'll have a couple more lines of dialogue that didn't make it to the movie. And so the way that he's characterized in the anime in the first movie, I think, is far better. 
by the time you get to the third movie, his characterization in the movie is better than the anime because I think that the scenes where, you know, you have this dark thing that happens, you know, again, spoiler alert, um, for those that have not read or, or, or for those who have read Berserk, I should say, y'all know when he basically becomes Femto, I think is the name of the demon, right? Mm-hmm. He, like uses the Behelit to like unleash his power. He sacrifices the entire band of the, of the Hawk, all of his allies that he's been leading as the, the commander for a long time. And the way that you, he makes that leap in that decision and his feelings for Guts and Casca and the other members of the Band of the Hawk are all a little bit better in the third movie. Um, and this, like for me, when it comes to the second part of that, the second movie is freaking incredible. So like it's, I would say for the first part, the, the, the storyline that's covered in the first movie, which is when Griffiths and Guth, Griffith and Guts meet and become allies is better in the anime at when they're allies when guts is in the band of the hawk all those years that he spends with them and becomes closer to griffith and casca is better in the movie that second movie i think also that movie is is incredibly directed the action scenes in the second one i think are better than the third one i mean i think that's also because the third one is just like you said wolfie yeah it's all heavily you think they're gonna mm-hmm. win yeah. and you think he's gonna do some cool stuff and it's just like nope He's, they're going to lose big and like a lot of people are going to die. And then the third one, like it's, I would say the movie is better than the anime, but I think that it's a little closer than the other two arcs because I think that the anime does it pretty darn well. The only thing that I would say is a bigger difference is that it's, it's like, because the anime is a little dated, the way that they handle Casca in the anime is a little like cringe sometimes to be honest like i think that the way that they handle some of the things that happened to casca is better in the movies and she's less of a like there's more of a tendency i think in old anime to have like that damsel in distress actor like kind of like yeah, she's she's not as much of a victim yeah she or like even though she is she is a victim but like know. she she's a stronger character in, in 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 terms of how she's acted out in the movies you know what i mean she's she's definitely very true got to be saved a bunch of times for sure it's part of yeah. the story but like the way that her actor delivers those moments is a little bit stronger quote unquote in terms of the acting and in terms of the character's overall demeanor so that's my like long answer how do y'all feel about movies versus anime arcs? Like, is, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I, I struggle with it, to be honest, because, you know, the, the 97 anime and, and the thing about 90s anime is that the animation still holds up for a lot of these these projects. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, and it's funny because you get closer to present time and they're not as good and you go back to some of this animation style from back in the 90s and they are just completely amazing right you know Mm -hmm. the level of detail on some of these properties is is just fantastic um the the 97 anime just because of the fact that it's 25 episodes obviously you're going to get a a more fleshed out story on on those things you know that's true um a lot of people have said that the the 97 anime just because of the length trends closer to the manga yeah Uh, jose you could probably you'll probably find out 
when you start reading that stuff and whatnot. Well, I have, but, I have like 600 pages or so before I get yeah, to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's still going on. I don't know. If, I don't know if you realize that. Berserk, yeah, 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 yeah. They're still, they're still, still writing. They're still ongoing. No, it, it's finished. No, Somebody no. finished it. Oh. Yes. No, no, they, no, they, no. they did finish, finish it? it. Yes, a hundred percent. I read it a couple of weeks ago. Some somebody close to him finished it because I was reading how people were reacting to the ending since Kentaro Miura, the the mangaka, passed away. Yeah. Somebody finished it. Well, we can look this up. I'm going to look this up to be sure, but I know I read an article where they said that the ending is actually very, very good, mm. even though it's written by somebody who didn't, you know, like not the creator okay. of the manga. I'm gonna double yeah, I know they were supposed to. They were supposed to keep it going just because it was unfinished by the time you know um, he had he had passed away. It was literally, um, I think. Well, it it yeah, exactly. Here, Berserk's final chapter. It was actually a year ago or so when they did really? it. Really? Yeah, because this article is from December eleventh, twenty twenty one. I'm not going to read anything from it other than mm-hmm. the the title, which is and the title and the and the little blurb underneath. Berserk's final chapter outdoes Game of Thrones' disappointing ending. And it says, the Game of Thrones series finale leaves, leaves a sour That's taste in fans' mouth weird. two years after it aired. Berserk's final chapter, though, is perfect. So they yeah, did finish comparing it. it comparing you know, it to Game of Thrones is kind of like a low bar here. I, know, I just found honest. this article, like I said. <laughs> I just you wanted know. to clarify but, that um, it had been finished. You know, and yeah, that's kind uh, of cool. the, the, the things I do like about the, the movies is, um, you know, obviously the the 3d animation is actually pretty good yeah uh if, if you if you think about it and some of the fight sequences are amazing you know in in that thing um and there is there is that shock value when you get to that third movie because if you look at the movies on a whole the first and second one play very much like like an epic fantasy type of thing like like a game of thrones like a, a lord of the rings and stuff mm-hmm. but once you get into that third movie you're already in that psyche of you're watching a a high fantasy series and then the third movie hits you so you know it's <laughs> weird and, and that's that's just sheer pure body horror whatever you want to call it and yeah. whatnot so it's you like know, Lovecraft maybe, right? Love yeah, exactly. So I appreciate the movies for giving that swerve in that third movie because it's just so jolting and shocking to see the things that happen there. And I think it's more it's more pronounced than it is in the anime. So I think that the movie definitely does a good job in some cases of of getting to the point, quote unquote, of what a character's mm-hmm. intentions are. And even removing characters that like, so for instance, and y'all can tell me, I think what you think about this, um, they removed the queen. Remember the queen that, that like betrays Griffith and like wants to poison him to, in order to um, prevent him from marrying Princess Charlotte. She's not in the movie. She's not in the movie at all. The king is the one who ends up standing against Griffith in the movie. Because if if y'all remember, what is it? In the anime the queen gets upset because she sees that somebody of low birth Griffith is trying to marry her Royal daughter, Charlotte and comes up with the plot. And then Griffith finds out about it. Remember? And he kills, he like burns the the freaking castle where the queen and like all of her consorts are all the people who are in on it in the, in the movie, the, the King finds out that Griffith was intimate with Charlotte and ends up just 
going against him. Like, how could you do this to me after I gave you like a title and all mm -hmm. of that? And they just, they kind of don't do what they do in the anime where like they paint the king as this, this, you know, great person. They, you know, they take that antagonism from the queen and just transfer it to him. She's not even in the movie at all. Well, Things I'm, like I'm going to say, I'll, I'll say this about the movies. And, and this is something that you generally cannot say for most of these type of things. They do a really, really, really good job of adapting a 25 uh, episode series and, and truncating it into three movies. Yes. And you know what? The, the thing about it is that you don't, while, while the anime does flesh out a lot more things, mm -hmm. even watching the movies, you don't feel like it's like they took the best parts of it, you know, and, and kind of just mashed it into the whole thing. And it came out really well. So, you know, yeah, I, I definitely like it. All. And just to your point also, like, what is it? The scene where after they rescue Griffith and Guts is charging up the stairs, killing all the soldiers is freaking unreal. Like, mm -hmm. what is it? The other one where he fights Boscone, the the general of the other of the other army, while they're still in the band of the hawk, the guy like with the huge spear on the horse. Yeah, like that whole fight is crazy when he cuts off that dude's head and the horse's head in one swipe. Like that whole fight is amazing. All the action scenes in the second one are incredible. And the only other point I want to make is it's interesting that you talk about the animation because like it's CGI, a lot of it, right? Some of it is, right. is clearly like hands, like yeah, hand drawn, hand drawn, mm -hmm. maybe not hand drawn, but like they used like hand drawing to fix some of it, right? That's what they do with some of the CGI, mm -hmm. put hand drawing over it to give it that texture. The movie, because they have money, is such a perfect example of how that can go right. And then watching the 2016 anime, it's such oh, garbage. The CGI is so I garbage. Think, I think you I know? think what it is with the uh, with the, the the 2016 anime is that it's it was it's kind of the uh, you know the earlier the earlier days of 3D. It's money uh, to sell tech because the movies were before the the. The, the 2016 anime, they're in 2012, so it's money, right? And, but, the, but you know, right? Yeah. But but I think like with the uh, with the films, it was it's uh, still um, mainly animation over 3D uh, over CGI, whereas the uh, you know the 2016 anime was done. Yeah, was, the decision was made for it to be full CGI, and if you guys look at um. If you look at the uh, the new Dragon Ball movie, mm -hmm. that movie uses the same tech, and it, it the, the the new Dragon Ball movie looks much better mm -hmm. than that animation. Mm -hmm. But I still think that like it just doesn't work. I don't well, like you, like either go full three D or keep it hand drawn over CGI. But don't but make you, the character animations all CGI and just every element of it CGI. I think it just doesn't work. I, th I think it's all the same. One of the time, right, yeah. One of the bigger problems with 2016 is that they used the CGI to make it look hand drawn, because I think that that yeah, was, that's one, the other that thing was too, the yeah. other thing that really really screwed it up is that yeah. they were trying to kind of get the the feel and look of the manga, but yeah. using CGI to do it, and I think that was a really bad mistake on their part mm -hmm. to try yeah. to do it. Yeah, it doesn't sure. look good. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I agree. I'm. I'm just gonna plug through it because I just want to get through it now that I started. But like, I, dude, was, I, I bought the I bought the two seasons on iTunes. I still haven't gotten past episode three. 
Yeah, so. I yeah, it was tough for me too. Oh, I do oh, want to make one quick point though, uh, yeah. before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, just to kind of give my two cents on the movies <clears throat> versus the anime, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I I do prefer all three movies over the uh the anime. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I like Walt said, I just think that like they did a really good job of uh, condensing it and mm-hmm. taking the best parts of the film. Mm-hmm. And with the first film, you know, one of the issues that like my friend Paulie, you know, has has mentioned is that like you just don't get everything from Griffith um, that you do in the uh, in the anime. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, but for me, it's kind of from a storytelling perspective, it's. I thought it was a good decision to to leave a lot of stuff out only because it also gives you that that kind of mysteriousness and the less is more element if you you know you made the comparison to uh sephiroth from final fantasy 7 yeah. and one of the mystiques of sephiroth is that you rarely saw him even in the storyline or even as a character in the game and it just kind of like wanted you to know more about him and so I thought that the uh, the film did a really good job of just showing me bits and pieces of Griffith in the first film and showing me some of, you know, the elegance of Griffith and like the way that he fights and the way that he speaks and the way that he acts. Um, and uh, and but then like not giving me much more, which made me want to know more about Griffith, which then in turn you know, shocked me even more when his true nature was apparent. You know? I, th- I think that it struck a good balance, but there's there's one thing that I think is in the anime that I don't think they touch upon in the movies, and it might be for cultural reasons. In the anime, like, and I don't know if the manga is like this also, when you see the relationship between Guts and Griffith, you kind of don't understand Griffith's intentions very well in the anime because, like, to be perfectly honest, like you, he could he could have a crush on freaking guts. In the anime, it almost hints is that at that. And what that ends up doing for me is that's an ambiguity that I like, but also you realize when you find um later on in the story where he like hooks up with that royal, you know what I mean? Like yes. you see that it has nothing to do with any affection. It's just literally that's his ambition. Like he'll do anything yeah. for his ambition. So that small thing, I kind of like that addition, but I I definitely understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Like I, the, the, they're all great. The, the, anyway. the thing, yeah. The 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 dichotomy for me is 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 in the first film the way that I feel about Griffith, you know, with his like whole mystique and everything, and just wanting to know more, and just like like it's almost like yeah, I'm with the band of the hawk. Like that to me translates well to guts because guts also is like doesn't know really anything about Griffith and you know it I can see how like guts could be mesmerized also for that reason mm-hmm. you know because guts is also we're experiencing everything through guts you know so I, I that's how it translated to me you know the way that I feel about like Griffith after the first film is the way that guts must have felt like Griffith uh, uh, about Griffith as well where it's <laughs> like I don't know this person this that and the other but like there's something about him that makes me want to follow him it's like I want to be this dude's friend <laughs> like wait, yeah exactly in order exactly. to be his friend like, I have to yeah. go against him done like I'm leaving the band yeah. of the hawk like, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying like it just it's it's a uh, it's just there's something about the the way that they told the story of Griffith that makes that you know to me it translated well to that 
I mean, anyway, Griffith is a fantastic, fantastic yeah, character. Yeah, he's uh, one he of is. the best so villains yeah, but, ever written. Yeah, I agree. Like his his setup is amazing. So yeah, if y'all haven't checked out Berserk, you know the anime, the manga, whatever. Probably best to read the manga for most of y'all. But if anything, hit that hit up that 1997 anime, watch the three movies. And do yourself a favor and just start reading the manga after that and try to skip the 2016 anime. I think there's one OVA that people said is really good, and I'll probably end up watching that. But other than that, avoid 2016 Berserk, pretty much like the play. And it's two seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So sad. So sad. Yeah, but you know what? Thankfully, the, the manga is finished, and... I'm I'm into it. I'm gonna get started with it. I don't it's know. Like, I'm reading. I think I think you might be a little. We gotta like do a little bit more confirmation because I'm reading online. It says that like his final chapter was perfect, but it's still ongoing, and and everything it says is still ongoing. I don't know. We'll we'll look it up. And but yeah, we'll, we'll look it up and confirm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, at, at the very least, we do know that somebody else has continued it. That yeah, it's his yes. childhood. It's a fellow anime, fellow, fellow, fellow writer, and his childhood friend took over the series. Yeah, I so like yeah. If y'all fans have some confirmation of that as well, all of our listeners uh, jump in and let us know because maybe we're confused. But uh, I guess I'll take this moment to remind y'all: please like, rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you see us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars because we're freaking awesome. All right, no more plugging for now. What else is going right. on with y'all, uh, Jimmy? Who, who's next? Who's next? Who's got? Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This will, this will be a good transition into the next quick thing we're going to talk about. Um, previously, you and I, Jose, were talking about uh, Mark Sanchez, oh, yeah. right? And, and and football. So <laughs> and and the butt fumble and and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's that's kind of relevant because we've we've had a butt punt uh, last week, right? Oh my, yeah. I think it was so, either last week or. Two weeks ago, I did or something, that. something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. So as we're recording the podcast, um, over in London, the Saints are playing the Vikings right now, and um, you know we were talking about this before, and apparently Mark Sanchez is doing commentary for the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, funny, funny enough, and how random is this? There's an actual dude in the crowd wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey really interesting that is that is completely wild to me in he london a, he has a fan who in the world in london wears a mark sanchez jersey <laughs> that's that's all i gotta say the one you know, person that's kind jersey. of like regularly like the london game wasn't it kind of like always the jets no i don't think no. so i think no, i think the I patriots so. yeah the patriots were there a lot and you know there's a lot of patriots fan across the pond you know, in in London. Really, that's interesting. Sort yeah, of considering so. just a random New Yorker, maybe right in the crowd that I to get. But why is Sanchez? I mean, you know, listen, they, there there are so many other players you could pick from. Maybe they knew <laughs> and, and listen to be there. Yeah, I got it. Who knows, right? Maybe that's what it is. But it's it's just wild to me. You know. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Good transition because both you and I, Jose, picked up NFL Pro, I think it's called. NFL Pro, Pro Era. Era. Or, yeah, NFL yeah, Pro Era right. VR or some, something like that. Yeah, and we got it on the Oculus Quest 2. Um, Wait, is it the Oculus or the Meta? What is it now? <laughs> it's the Meta oh, well, Quest yeah, 2. okay. Damn, if Mark we're going to go to that one. 
You know what I'm saying? I still like Oculus better. I just call because... it Quest 2. I just avoid yeah. the branding altogether because it's too confusing. <laughs> but the Oculus actually kind of makes sense because it's, yeah. you know, but whatever. And it still you has know, the it... Oculus branding on it too, right? Like, exactly. So I'm still going to call it an Oculus. But, but yes, the meta question, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it's funny because, and it's also on P- PSVR, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so you and I have tried it. I happen to like it. I do. As um, well. I mm-hmm. the the only thing, and I, I don't know if you had this experience. Um, but when I I I played I played two actual season games on it. Yeah, I played you know? three so far. So I've played about a similar amount. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and again, I don't know if it's because of the fact that I set the 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 play zone too small because you know our house is a bit of a mess right now, mm-hmm. but. I had the issue where I constantly threw the ball into the ground. <laughs> oh, really? It happens so, sometimes. <laughs> it does. I, and like, like I said, I don't know if it's the fact that I set the play area too small, and then when I was throwing, since I have pretty decently long arms, it was outside, it was arm is outside the out area. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. But that's the one thing that I uh, that was really annoying me. Is like I had a guy wide open, and then I would throw it. You know, getting into the whole stance and doing, you know, the the Dak Prescott, yeah, you know, too. I try to get into shimmy it, shimmy. You know what I'm saying? I like get low um, and wait for the wait for the. Yeah, so do I. I do I do the exact. I do all of the stuff, I put, right? I put my fingers in the lineman's butt when I'm trying to get that handoff. Like, all yep. the, right, two thumbs in his butt, and then I wait for wait for the handoff. Exactly. Yeah, so, but I I don't know if it's because of that, but that's the only thing that I found super annoying. I kept throwing that ball. A la, you know, Zach Wilson in his first year, right into the ground. Right into you the know, dirt. yeah. So. I think I think the game is fun, but like I think it's better to describe it as an NFL simulator than a football game, right? That is very true. Because like, or like a quarterback simulator. That's the other one that gets thrown around because you can't yeah. play defense in this game. You don't play as the running back. You just throw and hand off the ball basically yeah and i think i think that's that's a decision that was made kind of wisely because you know um i i can see how difficult it could be to play as a running back in a very limited space i can see how difficult it is to play defense you know in a limited space so i think they took the best part of the football game that translated over to vr and put it in there i hope they i i feel like they could have done running I think defense would have been hard because like, well, you can run as the quarterback. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. You could you could have done maybe the running back. The defense is hard because like getting in front of a pass and doing all this other stuff, like trying to you know tackle the right player, whatever. I can see that being confusing. Running, I think they could have done. And I haven't experimented enough with like running. The I don't quarterback, like it. I don't right? like running the quarterback. I have. I haven't done it very much, so I don't know. I know yeah. the mini games have different things that show you how to run a little bit better as the quarterback, but like. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, we talked about this a little bit offline before the podcast. It's limited a little bit by the tech. And that's just, that's just a fact right. of life here. Because um, mm-hmm. what I notice also is like how you grip the ball with the trigger is a little, it's, it's intuitive, but it still feels weird to release it at the right point for me sometimes. And I think that's why I sometimes throw it into the dirt. I get excited and I like release it too, too late and it just spikes. But the other mm-hmm. thing I notice is that, like, maybe maybe it's just me. Like, your arm angle has to change a lot 
to do certain throws. Like if I want to zip it in there, I got to throw kind of sidearm. If I want to throw a deep pass, then I got to throw like, you know, your standard overhand, like pass, you know, your overhand, like whatever pass delivery. So that's a little weird because like, you know, sidearm is like a very niche thing to use as a quarterback. You're generally trying to get that ball up there so that nobody can knock it down. Exactly. Especially in the age of six, seven offensive linemen, you got to get it over either that or you got to be really good at at shooting right in between those guys. You know, sometimes that's the separate that's the separator between amazing quarterbacks, right? The ones that can, you know, pass through defenders. I mean, the Mahomes, the Mahomes, the Mahomes, the Brady's. That's the, the other Allens, thing too, though, right? Like the, it the is Allens. a little. Yeah, they're, they're they're out there, you know. So yeah. the whole idea no, 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 is yeah, like them, right? <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, Lamar is the the cover athlete athlete for for the game. So right, he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the in the league right now. Lamar is, um, but like it does definitely make you feel pretty awesome sometimes. But like also, so like sometimes you'll you'll get that perfect, you know guy in in between coverage or in between zones or like a couple of feet of separation from his defender right you feel so freaking cool you feel like tom brady right like drew Brees, aaron Rodgers. you feel like quarterback and then sometimes when i mess up i throw the ball like damn near straight into the air it's up there <laughs> it's up there for like eight seconds and my guy is covered by like three people and he still catches it so it's like uh, like it's it's learning curve is both steep and easy at the same time it's weird because like you could end up throwing that's probably why like because the tech is not right completely there you might throw a weird pass it gives you a little leeway where it's like i'm i'm curious to see if updates fix that yeah you know i I mean my accuracy it's really interesting just just real quick my accuracy as a quarterback in the game so far is like 89 percent you know what i mean yeah that that's a little that's hall of that's not even hall of fame that's like all you're a robot forever. You're a you know what I'm saying? Point. I mean, because usually so, six, 60 to 70 is usually the spot where you're a Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, you know? and the opposing quarterbacks are even higher. Like, mm-hmm. I think Burrow was like 25 for 26 in a game that I played. Yeah. I won. It was just like, what the hell? Anyways, uh, we'll I mean, it, it, it's, it's really interesting to hear all this, right? Because uh, if you think about like playing, you know, a, a football game on a traditional console, mm-hmm. you know, it's a throw is just a push of a button. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm, as far as I know, you know, cause I haven't played in a very long time You know, I'm not like a sports video game, you know, guy really. But last I remember is like you, you, you they did you change know. it in Madden 23. What is it? It's how hard you press the button. Is it how pre- long? No, you're, 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 you're using, you're using the, the joysticks to oh. kind of like, um, I mean, that, that's, yeah, exactly. So you have to actually use the joystick to kind of that there's two different modes. There's the classic mode where you just press the button, but yeah. now with this new one and it's only on the the new generation, the Series X and the PlayStation yeah. 5, you can use the joystick to to kind of like guide it to a point where your receiver is going to grab it. So you're not throwing to the receiver, you're throwing to an area throwing, which is yeah, very yeah, much yeah. Oh, okay. like what a quarterback yeah. does, That's you cool. know what I'm saying? I like that. That's cool. Right. So 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 if you think about it like it's still kind of like <clears throat> in the game it's still like a video game where like all right like you're pressing a button to like send it somewhere or you're still like with the joystick it's a little bit more realistic but it's still like that versus like you know in this uh virtual realm 
you have to change your arm angles and mm. there's like you know like it's a little bit more realistic but i think it's also like we're forgetting that it's still a video game yeah and they're gonna catch if they're gonna catch right you know, because yeah. like in the video game, <clears throat> I don't know how much it accounts for human error, right? Like in in the in, in a real game, you can have the perfect throw, the receiver still has, you know, can have human error, but you don't have human error really that much in the video game. They catch the it if the lot. receivers, yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, game. Some, sometimes they'll like the bugs show their ugly head, and like you'll throw to a receiver, and he'll yeah. just watch it fly over his head and like do nothing. So, and the game like also kind of accounts for a receiver turning and looking at you, but also sometimes doesn't. So sometimes you have to wait. Yeah. And like it'll, your receiver will catch it. And then like you get a really good catch. And sometimes like if you don't wait long enough, he'll get confused. Sometimes if you like, it's really kind of, I don't know about you, Walt, like that seems unclear to me. Like, I feel like sometimes it matters if you wait for the receiver to turn and look. And sometimes it doesn't, I'm not really sure. What in in the game or in, in, the in game. actual? Well, in real game. life, yeah. Like generally, you know, it's timing, and then sometimes you do wait for your receiver to at least turn around to get a sense before you throw, right? But in the game, I feel like sometimes it does account for your receiver turning around and being able to be aware that much more quickly of where the ball is in the air. And I feel like sometimes it doesn't. Like that example that I gave you, a lot of times when you when I when the receiver just watches the ball fly by their head. It's. I feel like it's because I didn't wait for them to at least turn and look, but sometimes they'll well, do that and they like do these miracle catches anyway, and it doesn't even freaking matter, you know. If if we're if we're talking real life, it you know usually no, 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 in the game um, in the game in the video game. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm getting to that. If, yeah, yeah. if you're looking about real life, you know, the only time that a quarterback will ever wait until the the guy turns his head is, is if you were talking about a busted play, so a play that's running off schedule, okay. right? Um, usually most of the time, like you said, it's, it's usually a timing pattern. It's usually, you know, you know where your route is and you know where the, the ball needs to be at a certain point so that the guy can catch it. Okay. So now translating that to NFL pro, and I wonder if this is something that has to do with the, the origin of this, because I believe, and I could be wrong that this is the game is built off of tech that actual NFL players use. Yes, it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's kind of following the same the same mechanics where it's like if the guy is still running his route tree, then you know what? It doesn't matter whether you're you're throwing it and he's not looking back. Or as opposed to if you're holding on to the ball too long and he's gotta kind of improvise, you know, and again, this this may be this may be asking too much of the game, right? Yeah. Because I don't know how how the AI works and stuff, but I wonder if that has maybe playing into part of it, whether they coded that aspect of quarterback-receiver relationship. You know what I mean? I'd love to see the logic behind how they programmed that. And I'm yeah, sure exactly. it'll get better so, and better so it's, as the tech gets Yeah, better. so that's what I'm saying. This is actually this is a really funny conversation because, it's again, <laughs> it's like we're getting so close to – like the gripes are all about like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
needs to be way more realistic, but then we're forgetting that it's still a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, don't. This is not how it would happen in real life. But, but yeah. you know, you know what it is yeah. though. I, I think, I think the which the is, I think, a does... good thing. It's, it's no, it's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think the reason why we're having these conversations is that the experience of being in the stadium is so immersive, and it, it really does make you feel like you're there until you kind of look to the sideline and see like there's only like two or three people populating the sideline. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little weird. And then after the play, you know, you got a lineman that literally clips and walks right through you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Those are the things that kind of like take you out of the experience. But if you take those things out, it really, really does feel like you're on the field and watching the game and being part of it. So I think that's kind of why we're in this like, well, you know, why isn't it more realistic? Because you almost feel like you're a hundred percent there. It's like you know an, I mean? it's like an uncanny valley almost because it's so good and it works so well, like maybe eighty to eighty five percent of the time, yeah. and then that other ten to fifteen percent, you're like, what the hell just happened there? Exactly. That's kind. That's you know, kind of what it is. And, and you know, it's it's only on the Oculus too, right? And, and no, you can get PS, it on the PS VR. PSVR, and I think right, it's on not Steam, on the one, right? but, but not on the one. Because yeah, I have like the yeah. first Doctor. Oh no, no, it's PC VR and and MetaQuest Two. It's not PSVR yeah. yet, although when PSVR oh, Two coming, comes though. out, it but it's uh, but definitely out. not on the first Quest, right? No, 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 no. Well, yes, I think, but I like, remember so. the first Quest like can play certain games, but it's just crappy in comparison to the second one. Like, I feel like they're all compatible, but like you're just not going to get the same experience. I can't afford another console, <laughs> especially <laughs> since the Quest Two went up in price. Did you see that? Like it was three hundred dollars for the basic edition. Now it's four hundred. It's it's out on PlayStation Four, by the way. It is. It's already out. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. PSVR one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's it's for it's for the old because remember the PSVR two doesn't come out for maybe another year or so. I figured they would you wait, know? but I guess the so, tech is good enough for it to work. Yeah. The last thing I'll say in regards to how this all works is that like this is one of those things that. It's a limitation of the game. We would love for it to just be like, oh, I'm going to throw, and wherever I throw is where the ball is going to go. And that's kind of how it works. But it's also dependent on what receiver you're looking at. Like when you look at a receiver, you see a highlight pop up, like a a shaft of light to let you know that's who you're looking at. And then your throw is going to go in that general direction um, to kind of give you that assistance. But like, yeah, you can still flank it and mess it up. But like that is kind of a limitation that we have to realize is just a limitation of the tech. You know, that's just is what it is. Like it's really hard to track your arm perfectly, know where the release is, and and then translate that into an in-game throw. It's just really hard. I have I have a I have a uh, a, a thought. What's uh, that? Walt, why don't you bring your quest to the dojo and we map out the mat? As the play area. Oh god, that would be incredible. Oh my god, that'll be that'll be running running quarterback all day. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that'll be right because you you can't. The thing is, you go you. There's two ways to do it. You can either use it with the uh, the joystick, or you can do this. But you can also, or you can actually run. Like in most VR games, actually run. You can imagine imagine people walking by the dojo and just seeing people with with like the headset going like this, (laughs) (laughs) crashing into the. Into the padded walls and all this, like <laughs> freaking meta quest elements flying everywhere. Heads we're gonna do that. It'll be it'll be like that. arena football. 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that. We would just, definitely. We would just, I gotta bring it in one day. We would just have to yeah. account for like you would have to have a few feet between the barrier and the walls. So like as soon as you realize the wall is coming up, you're like, oh, I gotta stop. And, you know, crash into it. Yeah, <laughs> you got a TV on the on the uh, in the in the dojo, right? Yeah, Does yeah, it yeah. cast? Ooh. Does it cast? Yeah, it, because it's, well, it's because... got it's got a ro- it's got a Roku. Oh, so if you can cast okay. it a Roku, then you can. Just get, because it, you, get an HDMI cable. See. I'll bring my laptop. <laughs> yeah, but then then we can't run then. <laughs> the whole point is is running over people. Yeah, we just move them it's <laughs> you know? off to the side somewhere. Um, like, yeah, I'd like if you could get a freaking gym and turn that into a VR play space. Like, think about like any game, like shooting games. It's like, I don't got to like use the controller. I'm just literally going to run and find a spot of cover. Well, listen, you know? Gabe's, Gabe's dojo is, is the equivalent of half a football field. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably. Yeah, that's least... exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, we, uh, <laughs> it is, it is, it is 66 feet. Like square feet, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Well, that's about thirty yards. About thirty yards. That's still a lot, you know. That's a huge space. Listen, it'll be like it'll be like back in the days when um, you only had like three or four guys to play stickball, and you played half the field, right? (laughs) I say, I I say, I'll bring my Meta Quest too. We'll both we'll play multiplayer in there and see what happens. (laughs) Oh my god! That was the other thing, right? We'll you die. can't play. You can't play uh, games. a full game. Yeah, it's all mini cool. games for multi. That, that's the thing that sucks. But you know, whatever. So Hopefully, you like play I a said, full game. Yeah. No, you can't play full game, but you can't play full game multiplayer. Yeah. So like, we can't play against really? each other, which is sad. Yeah. I figured that would be semi easy to pull off, but the multiplayer is like a set of mini games instead of like, listen. Like game. I said. Hopefully, hopefully this comes in a title update, you know, and and they'll fix that because I'm pretty sure. I mean, people have been clamoring for that. I mean, you you look at competitive football, you look at you look at you know Madden 23. Why can't this be a thing for esports, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you so, know, I think it's a limitation of the software, and you know, VR games is still in if in its infancy. I would say. I think. Excuse me. A lot especially, of newer... especially at home VR. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of the newer headsets, like the Quest Pro, I think, are going to have m- much more accurate hand tracking. But like it, these games are not entirely going to work ever until you have full body tracking. I'm not saying that you need to run around the actual area, but like until it can say see where your feet are, like where all of those elements of you are, like it's not going to be completely accurate. I think the- the nope. PSVR had some semblance because, um, you know, the PlayStation had the PlayStation camera. And I, I think it did work with the VR, but I can't tell you how well it did it. And I can't tell you probably if any of well. the games probably even supported it. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Quest right. the Quest Pro is coming out, right? The Quest 3 has been announced, I think, right? All this yeah. stuff is coming out. So, like, I'm actually, I'm actually curious about the PSVR 2. Yeah. I'm I'm actually because I I I feel like as as great as the quest has been for us, mm-hmm. um, I feel like PlayStation has the money, and and the properties to really you know, I mean you look at some of the games that they have already is the Horizon Quest you can, Horizon zero zero, zero. Uh, yeah yeah zero yeah, do they have Facebook money. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know what? The the thing about it long though is haul, that long haul wise, long haul. No, no, I yeah, I know, movie, I know. Yeah. But right, right now, if you look at the the PSVR, 
the original one has more AAA titles than the Quest does. They have the well, user yeah, that's base. True, you know? but it's the user so, base. It's not the money. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that really drives everything. Because like know? they have games like what is it? There's this game called Returnal that apparently is super freaking awesome on PSVR. And yeah, you can't play games like that on the Quest too because. Even still, the PSVR has. I mean, it's it's two pieces of hardware instead of one, right? So exactly, it's going to be able also to pull using. Off it's using the PlayStation for processing power as well. Mm-hmm. So where the Quest, everything is just on the Quest, yep. you know. Well, that's so. the also that's also kind of like a negative thing too that you got to be connected to the PlayStation, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the one thing I I never jumped onto the PSVR for is because I I don't like the fact that you have to be tethered. I mean, you know? yeah, but. Hey, it is what it is. It's essentially like internet and VR tech have to improve for it to truly become the experience where we're just basically living in VR worlds, like eventually, because <laughs> I feel like yep. that's the future. We'll all just live in met in the metaverse or something like that. And that's go. what and that's what Zuck is uh, counting on. That's what he's trying. That's yeah. what he's working on. Yeah. yeah. So. I all right. Speaking about metaverse, let's go to multiverse and let's do uh, Deadpool three. Ah, how you like that one? How you like me now? <laughs> you, so, so, so is that what's gonna happen? Is that the theory that this is gonna be like a multiverse? I think so. jump in, and it's gonna be. Well, you like... know what? It could be a couple of things because um, if you remember the end of Deadpool two, so we're talking about Deadpool three, which was announced, and the bigger announcement is that Wolverine and Hugh Jackman is coming yeah. back, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the sure thing about right. it is that. Um, it, it could be multiversal, right? But it also could be timey wimey wibbly wobbly type stuff. Because if you remember at the end of Deadpool know. 2, uh what's his name? Deadpool stole Cable's time travel thingy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did, that's right. Yeah. And remember, we know that he is well, in he's at least in one of the X-Men universes, right? Because he like hangs out, he has that one scene where you see Xavier, well, yeah, he goes to the um, mansion. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. and and he has yeah. a crush on Wolverine on both movies. Yep. So exactly. You know, so like Wolverine exists in his universe already. So I don't think it's a multiversal thing. Um, it's just the the whole fact that uh, Logan died. But that's why I say. But that's, but that's could, way in the could, future, though. Yeah. Remember, and, and, Logan and again, died in the future. Deadpool well, doesn't. Deadpool doesn't take place in the Logan timeline. That's true too. That's true too. But I, I have a feeling that time travel thing may be something to to look at in this movie. But then I again I could be wrong. Uh, also. Well, you know well, actually no. So I I do think that maybe I do actually think that maybe maybe they do use it. I mean, there's no reason why not to if 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 they make a point of having that scene in the film where like he has Cable's uh, time travel dial. Um, but maybe this is how. I mean, obviously, this is how mutants are going to be introduced because Namor is a mutant and it's right. explicit that he's a mutant. Miss Marvel, but too. I don't think that. Yeah, but I don't think that like uh, that. That's how Marvel is going to introduce mutants. I think that Deadpool with Wolverine is how they introduce the mutants and X Men. Mm. You think that that's a long way though? Merge because is it? The, Isn't this coming out in like 2025 or something like 2024. that? 2024, yeah. It's, it's, is it 2024? Yeah, it is 2024. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think, but that's what I'm saying though. Like, I don't think, but that's they're not, not that they're, long. yeah, but they're, they're also not, they're also not going to introduce the X Men next year. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to, so I think that this is how obviously the X Men are being introduced. You know, 
I think I think it's going to be a multiversal adventure. I think it's going to be how Deadpool ends up in the MCU. I think this movie is going to somehow the timey wimey stuff is going to go wrong. That's how he's going to end up like meeting this version of Logan, um, which may not be the one from his universe. It's hard to tell, right? We're not going to be able to know like once we until we see the movie. But I feel like it's going to be like a it's clearly going to be like a buddy comedy. Right. And I think like a buddy comedy, like journey type film again, where they, they, and th- that can also explain if you think about it, why Logan won't end up in the MCU. Cause they probably don't want to commit to that. Right. They don't, who knows what Hugh Jackman will want to do. He might, he's not going to want to be Wolverine probably for the next 10 years. Maybe he will, but like, this is how you can, you have this, uh, this journey through the multiverse. Deadpool ends up in the MCU. Logan does not. And then you have like, I don't know, maybe Logan makes some sacrifice stays in his universe, whatever the heck it would be. But like the way that they kind of described it thus far, I feel like, yeah, timey-wimey, multiversal. And like, it's such a good jump off point from the second movie, right? Because he started going into these different timelines. He met Logan. He met his version of Deadpool um, himself from the freaking X-Men Origins Wolverine film and killed him. Like, they might just continue with that, right? Because they like Deadpool 2 wasn't even the most well-received movie compared to the first one, but all that stuff in the end, like everybody loved that. Everybody loved him going and talking to Logan. Everybody loved him killing the previous Deadpool. Even the weird <laughs> scene that was cut yeah. where he goes back in time to kill baby Hitler. Like everybody was <laughs> yeah. like, awesome. Like we want more of that. So maybe they're going to jump off of that and turn the whole film into that. And, and, and it fits the Green Lantern. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it fits the Deadpool you know, aesthetic too, right? Because like. You know what would be wild you know? though? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're I, it just. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you know what would be wild though? Because I, I, I look at. I, th- I think there's a problem with Hugh Jackman coming back. Only because if he's not going to be Wolverine going forward, it's going to be weird having him as a character and then somebody else taking up the role that, you know, may or may not look like him or or act like him or whatever. Um, But, you know, given that this is Deadpool 3, and I know this is not going to happen, so please don't don't rip me for for doing this. But wouldn't wouldn't it be on brand for Deadpool that they bring Hugh Jackman back as Hugh Jackman playing wolverine in the universe did they say wolverine specifically no no they didn't say wolverine specifically they, they just said huge claw stuff well yeah, i know no, they did the yeah, claw yeah. thing but, no, but no, like I no, like i said like much. i said like i said it, it's that kind of solves the problem of who's going to play wolverine going forward right and you still bring hugh jackman and you got that interplay between <laughs> deadpool and hugh jackman right Maybe he's no. i jackman. know it's not gonna happen but i'm no. just saying you know what i'm saying maybe he's hugh it jackman would be weird playing wolverine or maybe there's a hugh jackman where it's just hugh jackman and then there's a hugh jackman in another universe that's hugh jackman and wolverine so there's like there's like three hugh jackmans kind of like in spider-man right <laughs> I was going to say that in order to explain it, they might have to bring Spider-Man into the movie to be like, hey, sometimes in the multiverse, like people look different. So don't expect Logan to look like this the next time you see him, y'all. He would, have to, he would have to hit that point, you know what I'm saying? I kind of because agree. I do actually, I do think if there's any character that can transfer to a different universe, I think it would be Deadpool. And I think that uh, you're kind of right that this is going to be, uh, I think that the way that it's going to play is that you know, this is the Wolverine in his universe. He meets him, whatever, this, that, and the other. But mm-hmm. then he somehow ends up in another universe. And he, 
let's say he ends up in the MCU universe and he's like, what the hell is this? I got to go find my friend Wolverine. And then he's like, wait a minute, you're not the Wolverine I know. <laughs> uh, but they end up staying in that universe. And through that, he ends up introducing the X-Men to the universe. And that's how it gets tied up. I mean, I think it's going to be multiversal one way or another. Or like multiversal yeah, or time travel. Yeah, I do. I do has think that the huge. I do think that the Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Wolverine, as we know it, is the Hugh Jackman and Wolverine of Deadpool's universe. Again, mainly because of you know the fact that he already has a visible crush on Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in his universe, but also as Hugh um, also has a crush on Hugh Jackman. I think right. Like I, yeah. It's all but as Wolverine, not as Hugh Jackman, though. Is that yeah? You're probably right. I, I yeah, haven't seen Deadpool you know? two in a while, so but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and also it's funny because again, let's not forget that like this is this Deadpool three will actually be the fourth time that Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not you know, it. because in the in the terribly ill-fated <laughs> Wolverine Origins movie, which is where Deadpool was, um was first made his uh <laughs> debut uh that's where they first had their on screen you know that that's the first time they shared their sc- the screen together um and so it's interesting that we're getting this because i would love to see how they like because they're gonna touch on it they're oh, going man. to address they're gonna address the fact that like you know they had a terrible you know wolverine versus deadpool <laughs> uh, but this is obviously gonna be like the rematch Maybe, maybe like it's something weird. Like he's still cleaning up the timeline, and he ends up. I mean, if if the MCU time travel works the way that it does, and we know that there's no actual real set way that it works, maybe he has to go kill all the versions of that Deadpool, and not just the one at that point in time. And if you remember, what one of the Wolverine movies like ended on the cliffhanger that that Deadpool would come back. What if he does? And what if part of like the beginning oh, God, of the I movie? Not. Please do not bring that. that <laughs> what if the that, beginning that of the movie was terrible? What if the beginning of the movie is him going to that timeline to help that Wolverine kill that Deadpool, and then that ends up screwing up the timeline or something somehow, which is how they end up on this multiversal adventure. Adventure, oh. and then he ends up in the MCU. Maybe. I mean, it could well, be. But then that means. But then, but then that means then. But then, but then, who's the Wolverine in his universe? Then, if it's. Also, I guess he could, I guess Hugh Jackman could be the same Wolverine in multiple universes. Yeah, maybe, and maybe that's how you get like a- because it would kind of make sense. That like, for example, like <laughs> it, it cuts to like that final scene or like that fight scene between like a terrible Deadpool, um, or rather, let's call it muted Wade. Deadpool versus Wade. Wolverine. Right. <laughs> so mute, muted Deadpool versus Wolverine of Origins, and then Deadpool just like happens to land there. And he's like, "What's going on here?" And he kind of interrupts interrupts that battle, and Wolverine doesn't know which one of the two devils to fight, so he fights both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's great. how they kind of like become friends or something. I think it could be great. I think it could be funny. The thing with Deadpool is that you can literally do anything. Exactly. Yeah, it'll that's probably be so great. True. That's the yep. thing about Deadpool. Exactly, and like his self aware commentary about all of it is just going to make it that yeah. much funnier. Like yeah. his transition between universes and all that. I mean. Point the the big point is that we're excited about it. Although Wolfie, you did mention that you would have kind of liked for it to be secret until the movie came out. Yeah, I think it would have been. I think I think it would have been a uh, uh, better for us to find out through a trailer, like I can featuring agree with that, yeah. Wolverine. You know, um, but I do love like after when it, it, this first. I it's kind of like it's 
it's just on brand Ryan Reynolds too. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I also really love that second like video of them like talking about like how they came up with the idea, but then like they're muted, so you can't hear anything that they're saying, and you're just seeing them like kind of like claw and stab each other and like you know cursing and everything. <laughs> it's all you gibberish. Know, so. Like somebody did the yeah. lip sync or the lip reading already, and it's all just them just being like, and then I went and stabbed them, and yeah, and then yeah, ha! like it's all just a bunch of nonsense, which I yeah. gather it had to be. Yeah. You know, they're not going to spoil anything in that. Yeah, but I agree. Like, that would be re- that would be really funny if they actually did. Do it, and then they realize, wait a minute, there's lip readers out in the world. Yeah, <laughs> like damn, we just revealed the whole plot to this movie. <laughs> I know. I mean, I agree. So. The first trailer probably would have been better, like for sure. Um, but because of Ryan Reynolds' style and his humor, it still somehow, like I said, it's on brand. Ends up being good mm-hmm. and doesn't disappoint as much as it generally would, right? Like Deadpool's comedic, Deadpool's silly like leaning on the cameo in the next film is something that Ryan Reynolds would do, especially with their bro relationship that they have that they always make. Yeah. And I don't think it's just going to be a cameo. That's the other thing too. Right. Right. That's because if it was just going to be a cameo, then they would have left it very secret. And then it'll be like, kind of like an Easter egg or whatever. The fact that they're like open, they're coming out the bat with it, you know, tells me that this is going to be like a straight up, you know, a buddy cop, they they probably don't want leaks of of the set, you know, and everybody speculating. Oh, Hugh Jackson's on set, you know, blah blah this and that. You know, yeah, if, this like you said, if it's a, yeah, if if it's a cameo, you can get away with it. But if he's part of the the movie proper, then yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's it'll be impossible to keep that yeah, under wraps. Yeah, exactly. And he's gonna be exactly like the cable of this film, right? Like cable was the buddy. Excuse me, from Deadpool two for that buddy cop. He'll be the buddy cop in this one. I mean, it's all, it's all but assured, but yeah, it looks good. It looks good. The commercials were funny or the announcements were funny. And yeah, I man, super can't stoked. Wait. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Bullet Train, by the way? Just, uh, just on the side. I have. I have. I have. Uh, not. Oh, oh, because speaking of D- Ryan Reynolds, but okay, man. You know. Oh, so I guess he's on it. <laughs> hmm? You can spoil it at this point. <laughs> I did not. No, like no I still can't train. spoil it because because you know it's it's very it's very specific. But you know, okay. Wait, but he is in the film, <laughs> huh? Wait, what are Bullet we talking train? about here? Ryan Reynolds in Bullet, Bullet Train? Dude, you do I forget something? Yeah, you kind of did. I'm not gonna speak on it. Watch the movie again. Oh God, Gabe, watch the movie. I saw You'll it in understand. theaters. I thought it was kind of boring to be honest with you, but. Maybe that's why I missed that. Now I have to go back and review what that, whatever the hell I missed. I guess I actually kind of enjoyed it, especially the um, the in, it, you know the 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 story wasn't great, but the interplay between the characters were awesome. The interplay so, was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, it was an odd right. film. Hi. Yeah, yeah. That that's it. I just I just you know yeah. That's it. Cool, 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 <laughs> gentlemen. Well, I guess. All right, to the end. That brings us to the end, I think, for today. Uh, y'all, I really appreciate the conversation as always. Uh, this is Jose, as joined by Wolfie and Walt. Um, I guess we'll do the quick plugs again, real quick, one more time. Like I said, y'all, please like, rate, share, and subscribe on all your favorite social media platforms and all your favorite podcast platforms, especially Apple Podcasts. Please rate us as high as you possibly can because we know you love all these episodes. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening, right? And we know you love Yankee Podcast. Thanks, y'all, very much. Uh, 
Thanks, gentlemen, for another awesome conversation. And there's nothing left to say except fall. Stay geeky, my friends. Peace. Peace.